Welcome to the Between the Dream Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr. Today is Monday, May the 13th, 2019. If you're new to the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. I definitely ask that you go ahead and subscribe on whatever platform you might be listening on. For those of you all that are returning, thank you so much for your continued support. Thank you for all of the love and all of the shares as well. Look, I need to let you know that the Between the Dream Podcast is brought to you by our sponsors at Fibersoul.com. Fibersoul is a one-stop shop for Christian streetwear that balances is the latest styles and life-giving scripture. With Fibersoul, you've got apparel that can always speak life. And right now, you can get 15% off of your first order using code TAYLOR15 at Fibersoul.com. I am so excited to have you all here on this episode today with me as we continue to dive into the conversation of mental health, being that May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And I just want to apologize real quick. I know I did not get a chance to put out a podcast episode last week, but that's actually because I was in Puerto Rico last week speaking on mental health presenting at the AEEE conference down in San Juan. And so I did not have a chance to actually go ahead and produce a podcast. So I am going to be putting out several podcast episodes this week, myself today, but with a special guest um, on Friday as well. So make sure you stay in the loop today. I want to jump straight into this topic is so important. This conversation piece is so important. We talk a lot about suicide. We see that it is taking so many lives right now. We see so many people falling and succumbing to it. We see a lot of things around it as it pertains to the loss factor, right? We see the grief that many of our friends and family members are currently feeling because of the loss of loved ones when it comes to suicide. And while this is the case, I think it's very important for us to make sure that we're not just having the conversation about how the loss impacts us. But guys, what if we had the chance to be proactive? What if we had the chance instead of reacting in sadness and grief, we can actually be proactive? What if there are even if there's just a few simple warning signs or things that we can know when it comes to suicide and us being able to um have an understanding of how we could be a help when it comes to the suicide prevention aspect of things, right? And so today I'm going to be pulling from a lot of my own experience, things that I have personally dealt with when it came to the constant suicide attempts, but also the help of some trusted sources, helpguide.org. Um, I also went to the National um, Association for School Psychologists as well um, in order to get a bunch of information that I think could be very helpful and very useful for us as we continue to move forward in being a light, being the help, being the who, what, when, where, why, and how as it pertains to us being an individual that can be someone who can help in this battle, in this process as we talk about mental health, but more specifically as we talk about suicide prevention, right? So today we are talking about the warning sides of suicide. Um, warning signs, excuse me, of suicide. Um, and, and, and there are a few things that I think are so important as we jump into this conversation. Um, you know, there's this this stigma that goes around where people talk about how, you know, individuals that talk about suicide, um, they are just seeking attention or wanting attention, right? And I'm going to dive deeper into this a little later on in the conversation. But I would just encourage you all, no matter what you do, it's important for us as people, um, whether it is something that you've heard from somebody for the first time, or maybe it's something that you have um, have heard from them time and time again, I think it's important for us to make sure that we are taking the talk of suicide or any kind of behavior associated with it seriously. It's so important for us to do that, right? Um, Because I think the reason why is because it's not uh, just a warning sign, but I think at, at the very core of a lot of this, it is a cry for help. 
It is a legitimate cry for help, and we've got to be able to be there to do what we can to help individuals. I've got a lot of points that I'm going to go through with this, so I'm going to just dive straight into it, um, giving point by point, and also just some some helpful factors um, throughout this conversation, right? Uh one of the things that I think is so important, uh, I think back to myself when I was going through many times, I know that as I was in my struggle, I used to give like warning signs um, or signals of, of my intentions. Uh, and maybe it wasn't like the most noticeable thing, but there were certain things that I would say and do. And I think that as I look back on it now, they might have been easily recognized as signs um, when it came to just like shift in attitude. Some of the um the conversations that I would have like the dark and gloominess the high functioning depression um always just on top of everything and always acting like everything was perfect right these are just a few things that I noticed within myself and that this is actually what we notice from individuals who um actually go through a lot of the suicidal thoughts and a lot of the cries for help um, some of the major warning signs that you will see that are a little more obvious. We talk about an individual that harms themselves. That's something that's like probably top of the list. Individuals that talk or write a lot about death or dying. If I could be completely honest with you, this was me in high school. I used to write like really dark letters or like sad songs a lot of the times growing up. Um, and I think that at the time I thought, oh, I'm just artistic. Oh, I'm just giving life through, through this form of art and not realizing that man like I'm actually sad I'm depressed and I am writing about darkness because that's what I feel on the inside I felt empty I felt this hole and I just felt sad right um seeking out things that could be used as suicide attempts is another one as well that I want to throw out there I think it's so important for us to talk about when it comes to we need to make sure that um the people around us right they there's a term that that is used a lot um we call it a uh, lethal means right uh, uh, access to lethal means. And so what you tend to have a lot of times are um, a lethal mean refers to a method in which one uses to attempt suicide, right? So it can be anything that could present itself as harmful or destructive to a person who might be suicidal. And so we want to make sure that we are limiting lethal means to the individuals around us. Now, this is for you who might be a parent who has a child that struggles with suicidal ideation or um, suicide attempts, uh, friends, right? People, around that you that you know actually deal with this and struggle these are just little small things that i want to point out that i think can be so important and so helpful for us right if you believe that a friend or family member is suicidal you can definitely play a role in suicide prevention i want to encourage you with that um and, and a lot of times people don't necessarily think this because of the fact that when we think about suicide we think about how big of an issue it is and how big of an impact it leaves on people and i think sometimes we pull away from the impact that is us being loving individuals and helping to pre present um, uh, different alternatives, showing love and care and support, and also helping others get involved when it comes to doctors, psychologists, and counselors, right? And so uh, these are some things that I think we should just really pay attention to um, when it comes to being helpful, right? But then there are also some a little more silent and subtle um dangerous warning signs that we've got to be mindful of as well. Hopelessness. Last week on my speech uh, in Puerto Rico, uh, a portion of the um, 
conference theme that I had to speak on was providing hope, right? As we rebuild communities and restore lives, we have to provide hope. And so hopelessness for me is something that I understand and know all too well. And people who tend to feel hopeless, um, man, we talk about this. Uh, I, I remember for a long time, I used to talk about how I just couldn't handle the weight of my problems. Like I felt hopeless because there seemed like there was nothing else that would be there in the long run. It seemed like where I was in this position in life, this is all I would ever be. This is all I would ever know. I felt like, um, you know, when, when people would talk to me about hope or, oh, it will get better. Things will get better. I really had this nonchalant, like, well, I guess so. Or yeah, maybe type of attitude around it. And I never realized that this was me functioning under a space of hopeless, right? Hopelessness, excuse me. Um, I, I, I found myself as an individual who, to a degree, kind of looked at the future as like uh, dim or bleak, like, it really wasn't much to my future. That's kind of how I treated it. I was like, oh, yeah, you know what? This is just my life for the rest of my life. That's what it is. This is what you will notice a lot with people who tend to deal with um, suicidal mind frames uh, and thought processes. Uh, mood swings are definitely something that you can um, pay attention to as well. Um, and then even the personality changes, man, that is one that I think is so important that kind of goes under the radar. It can be very subtle. We can think that somebody's just having a bad day and not realizing that this is a mood swing from, you know, um, a mental shift that they're going through when it comes to uh, things that they're going through. So I want to break down a quick list of things that maybe you have uh, seen or maybe things that you can start paying more attention to in your own circles. And I'm going to let you go for the day um, just to consider and ponder on what I throw out at you. All right. So first and foremost, people who talk about suicide, right? Any talk about suicide, dying or self-harm, such as I wish I hadn't been born or the whole if, like we leave big ifs behind things. So if you ever see me again or something to that degree, um, man, I remember I used to say a lot about how like the world would be better off without me. I get that a lot from the students that I work with and even people that I work with now who struggle, right? That is one of the common ones that we tend to see the world would be better off without me or I'd be better off dead. Certain things like that, right? The talk of suicide, the talk of death. Um, man, another thing that we should pay attention to, and this is my second big point for you, is preoccupation with death, right? Um, this like random, very unusual, like, uh, investment into death or focus on death, uh, dying or any type of violence, right? Uh, like I said, writing the poems or the stories about death, uh, music that focuses around darkness, bleakness, death, things like that. Um, people who seek out the lethal means would be number three for me. Seeking out access to guns, pills, trying to overdose, right? Knives, trying to uh, implement self-mutilation or other objects that can be used for potential suicide attempts, right? Pay attention to the conversation points that you're having with people. And even in certain jokes, I would say pay attention as well, right? Um, because what we take as a joke and think somebody's just playing around with, definitely if it's somebody that we're not used to hearing it from, we should really pay uh, greater attention to that, right? Number four would be self-loathing, um, self-hatred. I know many of us deal with guilt and shame and maybe even like feeling unworthy, uh, but there is a, a, a line when that's all we talk about and that's 
all we state that we feel or believe about ourselves. We might take that whole approach of there's no way out. My life will never get better. This is my life for the rest of my life. I want to encourage you to pay very special attention to that, right? That hopelessness or the lack of hope for the future is an interesting but very important telltale sign of somebody who might believe that things will never get better and it might lead to some suicidal ideation um, and potential thoughts of maybe life is better without me, right? Um, now, we want to pay very close attention in the times where people are getting affairs in order. I've actually had a few friends who have done this. It is not an easy process, but individuals who, um, like, they actually make out, um, like, a list. Some people do a will. Some people, like, get their affairs in order as it pertains to um, their possessions, some people make arrangements when it comes to their children or their family members. Guys, we need to pay very special and close attention to individuals that start talking, um, you know, about getting affairs in order as if they have like some type of you. You will usually see this with somebody who's in like a high stage of cancer or maybe they've got a really bad illness or ailment and their body is deteriorating. If they have that kind of talk and there's nothing wrong with them, I would really encourage, hey, this is a preventative measure that we need to um um, to, to, to really uh, interrupt um, on, or this is a, a thing that we need to really be able to interrupt on. And I think that one's important as well. Um, withdrawing from others is the next one. People who tend to withdraw from friends or family, um, individuals who uh, have a desire to become more socially isolated. Now, this can be a very fine line, and I want to break this down because we do have individuals who need their time as introverts. We all need our time, but I think, of course, introverted individuals will want their time away from social functions a little more than others. That isolation, though, right? There's a difference between recharging your batteries and then the constant um, increase of social isolation. We need to be very uh, mindful and, and, and keep a greater eye and just love on our friends that may desire to be left alone a little too much. Um, the next one I have for you is, uh, and this was me, this was all me, but self-destructive behavior, right? Um, individuals who might increase in their alcohol use, their drug use, um, recklessness when it comes to how they carry themselves in public or with decisions that they make that can be detrimental to people around them as well and not just themselves. Um, people that really, I mean, even unsafe sex, believe it or not, um, Parents that that start getting a little more aggressive with their children, spouses like th these are, are, are very um, common things, but that we don't necessarily look at and, and directly correlate to maybe this has to do with um, some potential suicide warning signs. Right. And so I just want to throw these out there, uh, man. Look. I would say love extra hard and check in on your friends that you feel like, yo, you were taking some very unnecessary risk um, when it comes to your decisions right now in life. And I'm, I'm a little concerned and I'm worried about you. You are acting or responding out of character. These are some of the things that I would say really pay attention to um, individuals that are um, randomly reaching out. To say goodbye. I didn't really do this a lot, but I have worked with individuals who, when they were in their worst, would do this unusual or unexpected, um, like text messages or 
conversations to your friends or maybe even family members, um, saying goodbye to them almost to a degree like this is the last time you're going to either see them or hear from them, right? These are some of the the more pertinent and obvious um, and even some, you know, maybe not as obvious warning signs that I'm just throwing out here today um, that I really want you all to um just pay attention to and I think the final one this one um definitely I I, I picked this up from several sources um including helpguide.org they did a really good uh article on this but uh this sudden sense of calmness right and specifically the calmness that comes after someone has been extremely depressed um and and the reason why this one is important is because sometimes that calmness can actually come from somebody who has maybe made a potential decision to attempt suicide. And so I think it's important for us to pay attention to some actions that that have to do with that, some some characteristics and traits that might come along with this really unusual sense of calmness from them after they have shown extreme signs of depression. Guys, these are just a few. I don't have all the answers. I'm never claiming to. Giving you what I have personally been able to live through, experience, and overcome, but then also what I've helped others as well. And then leaning on the research and some of the studies that have been produced by others. I am very adamant about this because I know what it's like to live with that uh, depressive state. I know what it was like to have those feelings of just like, I can't take it anymore. Life is too much. I need to exit out. And I'm here to let you know that that is not for you. That is not your calling, your portion. Your life is so much greater than the, an early grave. Your life is so much greater than an early grave produced um, by suicide or by you having this depressive state that is pulling you into a feeling of you were better off dead. I'm here to let you know and renounce it for you today. Listen, your life is needed. It has so much value. You bring so much light and love to the people around you. You are beautiful. You are strong. You are valuable. You are smart. You are not ugly. You are not stupid. You are not worthless. You are a person um, that carries so much love and grace, even though you've experienced darkness and you have seen so many um, things that have caused grief, so many things that have caused your heart to just be broken time and time again, the depression, the anxiety, the feeling of not being enough when you walk into certain rooms, all of these things, the doubt in your mind that you have dealt with, I'm just here to let you know that these things are not worth you taking your life. Life would not be better without you. Your friends and family, those who really love and care for you would not be better without you. I'm not talking about the toxic individuals that are family or relatives by blood, but still curse you and talk ill of you and say things that speak to your worth. I'm not talking about those individuals. I'm talking about the people that genuinely love you. They want to see the best from you. They care for you. Maybe you don't take their words uh, to heart the way you should when they show you love because you've been so caught up on what other people who are close to you have said, and you've taken those negative words and put more of an emphasis or a belief behind them. I'm here to let you know today that this cycle has to stop. This cycle ends with you. Your life has purpose. Your life has value. And you are called to live fruitful, happy, and joyful. Yes, it will take time. Yes, there is some healing that needs to take place. But that freedom, that love, that healing is still definitely for you. Guys, I love you all. I want to see you win in everything that you do. 
Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's take this message. Let's share it. There's somebody who needs it out there and there's somebody who could really use it. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a family member. Don't forget all month of May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and we are going to do our job to, to really figure out the who, what, when, where, whys, and hows for those around us to figure out how we can be that for those around us and even for ourselves as well. Don't forget that all of my books, including my brand new book, The Other Side, Freedom from Depression and Suicide, are all on sale on my website, richardtaylorjr.com, for only $10 for the entire month of May. I love you guys. I definitely want to see you win. I'm so excited about the guests that I have coming up on these um, next few episodes as we dive deeper into the conversations around mental health. You're not losing a life. You're not failing. You're simply between the dream.